I couldn't believe what I was reading. The words were jumping off the page. There it was right in front of me, the blueprint for one of the most successful music businesses in all of Canada, Greg's Place. And if you grew up in Chilliwack, British Columbia in the 1990s like I did, you know it very well. Greg's Place was the premier live music venue and nightclub in Chilliwack, British Columbia, Canada, owned and operated by my uncle Greg, who is one of my biggest mentors. And the notebook I'm talking about was one that I found in an old box down in the basement. The ideas that were littered in this book had already been completed years before. It was upon reading its pages and understanding that Greg had a vision for this nightclub, wrote these ideas down in a notebook, and then went on and built and developed all of them. It was powerful. Everything that I read in this notebook was something that had actually happened in real life. It was truly an eye-opening experience for myself and one that has stuck with me to this day. Giant music acts from all over the world showed up and played this small little town thanks to Greg's Place. I had the great privilege of getting to watch artists such as Colin James, Eric Burden from The Animals, Wild Tea and the Spirit, Trooper, The Tea Party, and on and on. You know, I think back to finding that notebook and I realize many years later just how big of an impact it had on me and how many of my projects have been completed thanks to that basic idea. It's the dream big book. Welcome to Follow-Up Friday, Episode 10. I'm Chris Schultz, and thank you for joining me on today's episode. This will be part two in our four-part series looking at how to take an idea from a dream to completion. In our recent interview with Ali Gibb, we learned that Ali is a master of project management. In addition to running a high-up team at Electronic Arts, she's also managed to find extra time to play instruments, learn all these different genres, become a composer, improviser, learn theory, and interact with the musical community. And I can tell you from first-hand experience, nobody's done it faster and sharper than Allison. Her superpower is project management, her ability to stay organized in a completely unorganized world of art. Now that you've got your inspiration and your vision together, it's time to put your project manager hat on and develop some efficient strategies to take your ideas from dream to reality. Today, I'll share three of my top tips on how to stay organized and get past the dream stage into the completion stage. The first one we're going to talk about is mind mapping. My first experience with a mind map was during a particularly frustrating period as a musician when I felt like I was juggling way too many genres, too many songs, and too many things to practice. I showed up to my lesson totally disorganized, looked at my teacher and said, I just can't keep it all together. And I asked him, do you ever feel this frustrated that you just want to stop? He pulled out a blank piece of paper and drew my name in the middle of the sheet, circled it, and then started talking about my journey. By the time the lesson was done, there was about 12 different subcategories with a bunch of minor details listed under each one. Many of you are already familiar with the spidery diagram look of a mind map, and some of you have probably already used them to great success in your life. But let me walk you through the steps that I've used mind maps for. One of the most successful times I used a mind map was once I had the music to my solo album While the City Sleeps composed, or at least almost all the way composed. I realized there was another giant step to come. Now I needed to record the music, plan on releasing it, and how I was going to get shows and book tours around the world. I started with the title of the album, put it in the center of the sheet, and then I asked myself those classic questions. Who, what, when, where, why, and with whom? Because we don't get anywhere by ourselves. This is a team game. No matter what it is we're doing, we need assistance. We need mentors, we need coaches, we need teammates. On one corner of the paper I wrote, prepare, and underneath that I wrote, how? I started jotting down all these different ideas, how I would practice the material, how I would stay on top of it to make sure that it was going well. 
Some of those concepts have already been covered in previous episodes. One of the other giant categories was record. Where and with whom? This is an interesting one. I thought about where the best possible place to take my music would be, and I could think of no other musician and engineer than Antoine Dufour. I knew this was out of reach. I'd only met Antoine once at the CGF competition and barely got a few words out. I thought, what the heck, let's see if I can find his email. Sure enough, I located it on the internet and I sent him a very long email saying, hey, you don't know who I am, but it would be a great honor to come record my music with you. Two weeks later, I still hadn't had a response and I thought, sure, no problem. Let's find what option number two would be. Checked my email that day and I saw a response from Antoine. It said, sure, let's do it. I couldn't believe it. One of my absolute heroes in the acoustic world actually responded to me. Not only that, he's going to let me come record my music at his home studio in L'Assomption, Quebec, which is a sleepy little French-speaking town about an hour northwest outside of Montreal. Also on the mind map for that album was my release plans, my album launch party, and a whole bunch of other interconnected ideas. It all fit neatly on one piece of paper that I stuck up on my fridge. I highly recommend you put your mind map on the fridge, or somewhere that you visit frequently throughout the day. Subconsciously, every time you look at it, you'll notice something that you want to work on, or you'll find a solution to a problem that you hadn't otherwise thought of. Every time I completed something on the mind map, I would take a green highlighter and knock it off. Pretty soon, the page started looking mostly green, and I knew I was getting close to completion. It's a great way to stay organized and not lose track of the important little details that take your bigger projects from start to finish. Another example of a mind map is one that I'm looking at for building Horizon. In the middle of the page it says Horizon and it's got my name and Jill. On the outside, I've got the subcategories, teachers, online marketing, web design, inventors, app developers, wellness, podcast, legal, marketing, and admin. These were all the big areas that I knew I would have to focus on to get this business off the ground. Each of those subheadings has a number of little items listed underneath it. For example, under marketing, I've got two people's names that I know are really good at getting marketing out. Under podcast, what do you know? I've got Mojo and Jeff. Jeff's going to be our next guest. Can you believe that? This was back in 2017. We didn't even know what the show was going to be, what it was going to be about, but I've got those two people's names on the list. Anyways, the point is, once you have your dream, you have to put it onto paper. Let's move on to tip number two. At some point, you're going to realize that you're mired in a number of little tasks, and they can be overwhelming. One strategy I found that worked really well for me was to take a blank piece of paper and cover it in post-it notes. On each post-it note, I would write down one task. Now, for a big project, you're going to have a large number of these pieces of paper filled with sticky notes, and on each note is going to be some task. Some of them are going to be huge. Some of them are going to be really simple. But the idea would be that you start completing these tasks, ripping the sticky note off the piece of paper until you see nothing but white. There's something really satisfying about getting rid of all those post-it notes and seeing a blank piece of paper. It represents that you've done all the jobs. I used this strategy for my album release party at the Planetarium. That was a show where there was so much planning involved. I had to take care of security, the bar, merchandise, the administration, financial part of it, connecting the money, the other artists, the sound technicians, planning the show... I mean, there were so many steps that went into pulling that off, but in the end, it was a hugely successful show for me. I remember the night before the show where Adrian Ballou, one of our guest artists, and I were sitting in the living room and I crumpled up that last post-it note, threw it on the ground, looked at Adrian and said, that's it. It's all done. Every last detail is taken care of. He just looked at me and said, you're nuts. <laughs> so partially, but it worked. 
I'll move on to step three now and share my tips for technology. Whether you're an Android user, an Apple user, or any other type of device, there's going to be some type of a notation software built in. For me, I'm an Apple user. I like iOS. I like the way the ecosystem works. It keeps everything organized across multiple devices. And one of the best features is the simple note app. I can voice dictate my ideas and have them stored into different folders and even set reminders to let me know when I have to complete that task. Another one that I like to use is called GoodNotes, where I can create a virtual notebook and store all sorts of information in there for quick reference. Even getting ready for this podcast and looking for my old mind maps, I realized how far I've come using technology. It's hard to find pieces of paper, but your phone is generally right beside you and much quicker. I will say this though, there's something about getting off the technology that allows you to get more creative, or at least in my case. I feel like when I turn off the phones and get right to a piece of paper with my hand and a pen, I can get a lot more creative vision down. Sometimes the phone can be such a distraction, it's not worth using the technology. The last thing I want to dive into is something I touched on earlier, gaining support and building a team. You want to surround yourself with people that are much better at doing things than you are. This is the key to success. In other words, you could record your own album, but wouldn't it be better if you went to someone who's been doing it their whole life, who knows exactly what mic to use and how to edit it to sound best? A lot of times we get lost in doing everything. We wear so many hats, we can't even complete a task. I highly recommend you invest your money wisely and try to find a budget conscious way to share your vision and your work with other people. In other words, learn what you can delegate. In my case, going back to recording while the city sleeps, I did try to do my own home recording. I learned very fast that I don't know what I'm doing, or at least I can't get the results that I hear on other people's albums. I asked myself, what is the greatest sounding acoustic album I've ever heard? And it was Antoine Dufour's. It was kind of a no brainer to reach out to him. It was actually money well spent. And there's some form of investment in building your career. It could be a connection people you know but often it's our entire network that gets us further not just doing the creative work itself but who do we share it with i've always tried to include as many people as possible in my projects people that i really value people that bring a lot to the table a good example of that would be hiring digital designers like sean de Burka, an amazing artist based out of the uk he does such outstanding work and it's really fun to connect with sean and share my vision and watch him bring it to life I'll send him like a stick man representation of what I'm looking for, and he'll send me back this amazing piece of artwork that I use for my album covers. It's a good time to show gratitude. Without the people that have helped me, I wouldn't be where I am. I would have nothing to show for my art. I hope you've picked up a few key tips on how to stay organized and get your dream into reality. In next week's episode of Follow Up Fridays, I'll be talking about the key component of shipping your work and getting it out into the world. Can you girls say, everybody speaks music? Can you guys, can you say, and everybody don't forget? Everybody don't forget. Can you say, and remember? I remember. Can you say, everybody speaks music? Everybody speaks music.